Welcome parents. Welcome to the Connected Families podcast. I'm Stacey Bellward. I'm so glad you're here today with us. I hope you're doing really great enjoying your kids today. My oldest got her permit this week, so craziness. Well, you're going to want to pay close attention to our topic for today. This is the fourth episode in our series where we've been going through the framework that we teach in the Discipline That Connects online course. And so the message that we're talking about today is you are responsible. It's often the message that parents come to us really wanting answered. And the reason is because I'm sure sometime in the last week you've shouted out to your kids, that is it. You are losing your screen time right now for the next two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) we've all done it that's for sure and so we're going to be talking about how to hold your children responsible for their actions today it's a great topic let me invite jim and lynn jackson to the microphone they're Mm. the founders of connected families and the teachers of the course the online course that we're talking about hi jim and lynn hello hello. hey stacy how are you guys doing today we're excited we're ready to roll this out just a little bit and help parents understand this thing they come to us for how do i help my kid take responsibility That's right. And it's the top of our framework. And we kind of like to say for the listeners, they can't see it visually. It's kind of a triangle that's sort of smashed on the top. And so we've been covering the foundations of it all. And now we're at the very top of it. So you are responsible for your actions. Yeah. And the power of this framework to help parents lead their children toward true responsibility has been so profound that we just continue time and time and time again to invite parents to start thinking this way about how they guide their kids towards responsibility. Because what you said it, parents want responsibility and they want it now. Yeah. Um, And what we tell (laughs) parents in short is if you want it now in a way that leads well into the future, then start thinking through the lens of this framework. Because misbehavior is like the tip of the iceberg and there's a big mass underneath it that if we're attentive to it, it will be helpful not just to us and our efforts long term, but it will be helpful to our kids to come to truly embrace a sense of responsibility to make right what their actions have made wrong. You know, that's where this framework is. It's like parents come to us, Lynn, right? And they mm-hmm. say, what should I do when my child misbehaves? So answer quickly through the lens of the framework. My child just misbehave a certain way. What should I do? So the framework really is built on the foundation of what's going on with the parent. And that's a bit about um, really paying attention to our inner angst as we engage with our kids and exchanging that for God's grace and truth so that we can communicate a message, you are safe with me. And then as we are safe with our kids, we can connect with them just ways of expressing unconditional love, which often just brings a child to repentance right away. But sometimes it doesn't. But on top of that, then, is the is a principle about coaching our kids towards just better choices, better use of their gifts. And it really communicates a message. You are called and capable. You can do better than this, and I can help you. We can solve this. We can problem solve it. You can figure out what to do here. And a lot of times, that's all that's needed in a situation. But sometimes kids are resistant. And then we go to the next level, which is the correction part, where we communicate a message. Well, child, you are responsible for your actions to make right what you've made wrong. That's really good. Mm-hmm. So that was just the summary of our yeah. framework. And each one of those messages, we have a whole podcast on. Yeah. So now we're at that last one. Mm-hmm. Like we said, you're yeah. responsible. So Jim, just unpack that. You are responsible for your actions yeah. and some of what we teach in the online course about that. Yeah, I actually had a conversation recently with a dad who wanted to know in a nutshell, how does this work? It's like, take a breath before you engage with your child. That's that foundational oh. thing. Dad, take a 
breath. Make sure before you engage with accountability, your child knows that you love them. Say, I love you. Put a hand on the back, whatever it takes. Just mm-hmm. take a breath, communicate love. Then remind a child that you know they're capable of doing good things because they've done some good things before. Compliment them on something they've done in the past. Now, it's time for you to take responsibility, child, for what you've done. Mm -hmm. And the way that I'm going to invite you to take responsibility is to make right what you've made wrong. If you hurt somebody, then you have a relationship that needs to restore. So until you're ready to do that, take a break. Some parents call this a timeout. We don't. It's just like, just take a break until you're ready Mm -hmm. to make right what you've made wrong. I love that phrase, make right what you've made wrong. What's the language? How do you talk about that or teach your kids about what that means? It's really helpful to build a value of make things right outside of the time when it actually happens. So it's building a value of reconciliation in your home where you talk about how our relationships would be connected and can return to this place of connection and forgiveness when we've messed up and done something wrong. So kids have a context for it when that actually happens. And then it's about inviting them into the process of, wow, this really didn't go so well, did it? What would you like to do about that? How would you like to make this right? And when it's done with just a heart of, boy, I really want to see you succeed at having close connected relationships again, then our kids often respond with, yeah, I would like that versus you need to make this right, young man. You know, that's boy, that's a whole right. different set of messages under the surface. Well, and what I recognize as you give that example is that there were many times as a young dad that I needed to make some things right because my approach to disciplining my kids was unsafe. Mm-hmm. It scared them. It shamed them. And I had done wrong. Hmm. And so mm-hmm. I had done wrong in inviting my kids to do right. And before I can expect them to take responsibility to make things right, I had to lead the way. And so I would go to my kids and say, you know how I yelled at you when you went in the refrigerator? before dinner. I'm so sorry. That was not the message I wanted to communicate to you. You know it's not okay to go in the refrigerator, but what I said to you is that you're a bad person and that I don't like you because you went in the refrigerator. I didn't say those words, but I know that's the message that I gave to you. I'd like to make that right. And what I'd like to say is that I love you. I believe in your ability to develop self-control, and I know you're struggling right now, and so I want to do some things to help you not go in the refrigerator before dinner. And here's those things. So you're modeling... It's a modeling of making right right what what I've made wrong. Our kids need to know that we're human and that we make mistakes. And sometimes the best way to help them learn the value of making right what they've made wrong is to just show them what it looks like because they see what we make wrong. And an awful lot of the time, what we make wrong, we do in a more sophisticated way than they do. And it's a little more sophisticated, but our kids know. They see right through it all and they start to recognize and and understand, yeah, you're asking me to apologize, but you haven't apologized yet. I wonder, how do you have that conversation about what you did make wrong, right? So something happened. What did go wrong? With the child, you mean? Like, so child, you did this thing. You made something wrong. What is it? Yeah. Okay. So we talk about that through the lens of this term called natural impact and helping kids understand that your behavior led to a certain outcome, not something I'm going to do to you or some consequence that's going to get imposed on you, but there's actually a set of stuff that's in place, right, Lynn? Things that automatically happen when no adult is around (laughs) to give consequences. So for example, (laughs) if I'm four and I am careless and disobedient and go into the living room and break something, what's the natural impact? The natural impact is we have something that's broken. Mm -hmm. It needs to be cleaned up. It might need to be replaced. Something that was special to someone perhaps was was broken and that person is sad. Mm -hmm. 
So then, you know, what we tend to do when our child disobeys us, goes in the living room and breaks something, is say, that's naughty, you shouldn't have done that, I've told you before not to do that, you're going to be disciplined now. And the discipline is then some painful experience that we expect will teach the child not to go into the living room and break things anymore. And it might because they're afraid of what's going to happen if they do, but it hasn't taught them any of the wisdom about making right, about restoring what their action made wrong. So they don't know about the sad feelings that somebody had. They don't know about what it takes to clean up the mess. They don't know about the money that's needed to purchase another one just like it because we just punish them with the painful thing rather than invite them into the process of making right what they've made wrong in order to help Help them develop a value of taking responsibility for their actions. It's also wisdom that you're building in them. And oh, then they sure. grow wisdom about what happened, cause-effect yeah. wisdom. When yes. I behave this way, here's what happens to other people, not mm-hmm. me. So Lynn, you're a coach and you coach families every day, every week, lots of them. I'm sure you have lots of practical examples about this. Can you give us one? Oh, yeah. I got a fun email story from a mom a while ago who was really working to shift from just anger and punishment to make it right consequences. And this is what she writes. Our son Jake often hits his brother Ian. After one such incident, instead of getting angry like usual and punishing Jake, I calmly asked him if this was a good thing or not such a good thing. Not such a good thing, Jake replied. Seeing that he felt bad on his own, instead of due to my punishment, I then asked him what he thought he could do to help him remember that he shouldn't hit Ian. As if he'd just made a brilliant discovery, Jake announced, we could make a chart. He was really into charts at that point. (laughs) So he traced his hand and drew a stick figure near it. I asked him about his drawing and he told me it was a picture of his hand and a picture of Ian. Above it, he wrote the word no, and then he asked me to help him spell hitting. He made two more pictures depicting no pushing and no taking toys away from Ian. So he went above and beyond. We hung the pictures in a prominent spot. Jake apologized to his brother, and all was fine. The next day, little brother annoyed Jake again. Jake got upset, walked over to Ian, and told him to stop. I thought things would get heated like usual, but Jake ran out of the kitchen and down the hall. He returned with a smile on his face and proudly said, Mom, Mom, I was going to hit Ian and I didn't. I ran to look at my chart and I saw no hitting and I didn't hit Ian. He was smiling from ear to ear, clearly pleased with himself and the outcome. I told him that using his self-control was really helpful and it was a grown-up thing to do. He just kept smiling. What a great example of a parent helping a child understand and own the natural impacts and take responsibility in such a, in such a heartfelt, real sort of a way. Yeah, mm-hmm. she just really felt for her child, and he knew it. That mm-hmm. was the key, wasn't it? And that's what facilitated his creativity, because he put a lot of creativity yeah. into that solution. And he couldn't have done that if his brain was in fight yeah. or flight, because the brain automatically shuts that down. Right. What happens, we as parents get angry. We bring our anger, maybe even to a logical solution to all of this, but because we're angry at our child, and I've asked many children, why did you get punished the way you got punished? And they don't say because of what they did. They say because mom or dad was mad. And so the focus is off of the behavior and onto the parent when our big emotions complicate things for our little kiddos to learn this. And that sends them right into fight or flight. It sends them into fight or flight. And then what they're responsible for isn't their behavior and their actions and making right what they've made wrong over here. They feel a sense of responsibility, which is a very heavy weight for their parents' emotional well-being. And I love the fact that God doesn't let us just take a little parenting tool, even this one of make it right consequences, and use it with a hurtful heart. Because when it does, it's like... 
almost always backfires. And Mm -hmm. that's a good thing, actually. It's good that it backfires when we use a parenting trick or tool Uh with a hurtful heart towards our child because it holds us accountable for a loving heart towards our kids. That's why we always talk about doing kind of all the messages at once. You're safe and loved and you are capable and responsible. I love that because we love to offer a lot of free resources here at Connected Families, and we have a lot of them on our website. But I want everyone to know if you go to our show notes, we are offering a free ebook that we call Four Messages Every Child Longs to Hear. It's an abbreviated version of a description of these messages that we're talking about right now. This is abbreviated. The online course that we've been talking about today goes into depth on all of those messages. So if you want to just get a taste of what the online course would be like and the content that we would teach, go to our show notes and download that free ebook. For the rest of our time, let's break this message down very practically, Jim and Lynn, and apply it to real-life situations. How does that sound? That sounds great. Awesome, and I've got one right on the tip of my tongue. Let's see if it's the same one that I do. (laughs) (laughs) Our children missing the bus. Missing the bus, that was it. I doubt that ever happened, (laughs) ever. Being very distractible and not very focused during their morning routine, and then, oh, I missed the bus. Mom, will you take me? Right. Yeah, I missed the bus. Will you take me? And then we would get frustrated frustrated and tell the kids how I told you not to miss the bus and now I'm going to have to be late and you're in trouble and you're going to have to be grounded or I'm going to have to <laughs> nag you better next time to get you to get on the bus on time. Nag and you better. We didn't say that, but that was how we felt. So the next day, what it looked like was, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. You're still not ready. Blow up and they still miss the bus. Mm-hmm. Jim, yeah. have you been in my house? <laughs> get a little too personal here. Well, you know, it was ramping up to become more and more contentious. There were more and more hurt feelings feelings that were happening as a result of this. Mm. You know, more and more anger that Lynn and I had. Like, isn't there a verse in the Bible somewhere that says children don't exasperate your parents? Uh, I don't think so, darling. (laughs) No, no. No, there's not, not but they were. Mm -hmm. And then there is a verse in the Bible that says parents don't exasperate your kids. And the way we were responding exasperated them more and more and more. Because why? Because we were working harder to take responsibility for them getting on the bus than they were. Mm -hmm. And when parents do that, they rob their kids of the opportunity to learn responsibility, to learn Mm -hmm. to take responsibility responsibility to make right what they've made wrong, to orchestrate things so that they don't go wrong in the first place. And we were robbing our kids the opportunity. So we tried to work with our kids and get very practical about the steps we'd take to help them become more responsible. Say just quickly what those were, Lynn. Please tell Mm. us. That's what we want to hear. Our ears are tingling. Well, we first of all said, you know what, this is not a good cycle with us just nagging, nagging, Mm -hmm. nagging, because it's it's communicating you're not responsible for yourself. And I know that you can do that. We literally apologize to our kids for how we had engaged with getting them to get on the bus. And then we said, from now on, it's your job. You're responsible to get yourself ready in the morning. If you need a ride, there's two ways that you can obtain a ride from us. One is to pay taxi fare. Okay, pause, because I need to know how old your kids are at this point. Early grade school. Early grade school. Like second, third grade? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, as soon as they started earning allowance, they started paying into the family bank. So it was basically whatever time it takes for me to drive you is time that you will need to compensate me for. And that can either be in paying taxi fare. And I remember charging $5 a ride, which was a pretty substantial amount back in those days. Back in those days days before inflation. (laughs) For a third grader. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Or they could do double the amount of my time or Jim's time in chores. 
later that day. Oh, I like that so much. That's yeah. Great. And privileges yeah. like screen time or friends yep. were on hold until that was accomplished. So if your behavior leads to mom or I needing to make some sort of an investment in you getting to school, then that investment is something we expect you to pay back, to make right with us. You've taken money out of our pocket. You've taken time out of our pocket. It's your job to put that money and or time back in our pocket. And there are parents who will say to us, well, what if my kid doesn't care? You mm, know, yeah. so the school also has consequences for truancy and for lateness and yeah. for different things like that in place. And so then it's like, if, if you decide you don't want to go to school today mm-hmm. based on this system, then we'll need to enlist the people at school who will help you figure that out and figure out what it means to just decide to miss school. Because that's a bigger deal than just what happens at home. There's actually laws about that. Right. So what I'm hearing you say is that you stepped back from a situation that was not working. You had mm-hmm. a problem, essentially, yeah. in your family, and you needed to come up with a solution. Yeah. Sometimes I just feel like parents maybe need to hear that. We run, 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 run. And we're not stepping back and mm-hmm. thinking, wait a minute, this is not working yeah. for our family. I need to spend some time being intentional about yeah. that and setting up a new system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the start it's of the start some change. Of trying, doing something different. But the different isn't to get my kid to do the right thing. What are the tricks I can put in place? The difference is what's the new way, the different way that I'm going to put these messages into play around Mm -hmm. this issue? Because it may not be as simple for some parents as it was for Lynn and I to put some things in place that motivated our kids to take responsibility ultimately to get on the bus and get to school. There may be more in place. There may be there's something going on at school. Kids don't want to go. And we don't even know about that yet. And they're behaving in a certain way to get out of going to school. And so, but how do we stay safe? How do we stay loving? How do we continue to build their sense of capability to solve this issue and then keep them responsible for what they're responsible for. It's an art. It's not a science Mm -hmm. that's learned by learning to stay loyal to these four messages Mm -hmm. as we do our work. I love that. And we go into depth on this area of you are responsible. In the online course, I love our very last session has a bunch of real role plays where mm-hmm. we take real life situations mm-hmm. that people deal with, mm-hmm. like screen time, which is the all time favorite, I think, for most parents, right? And we walk it through. We walk through the framework of all four messages and how a parent could deal with that. Thanks, Jim and Lynn, for being with us today. These messages are important. We've touched on You Are Responsible today. The online course goes into it in depth. And so I just welcome everyone who has listened to today's podcast. Check out the information in our show notes and find out all that you want to on the discipline that connects with your child's heart because there's a lot of information there that can guide your parenting. So thanks for joining us today. We're glad you were here. Until next time.